a Holding On To Learning LLC production. Woo! The ideas expressed on this show are not the views of their employer. Besides, if you really want to take advice from this guy, well, you should probably do it at your own risk. You're going to love the exhausted educator in Class is in session. Here's the short bald dude from the exhausted educator show. What is going on, Education Heroes? You've stumbled onto the Exhausted Educator Show. Now, pause for a second before you go shimmying out the exits. Let me at least share something that's exciting that we are looking forward to in an upcoming episode down the line in a few weeks. We want to be able to recognize all those hardworking educators out there, but we can't do it without your help. We want you to nominate somebody Someone that you know has been working hard in education, whether it be this last year or maybe some people have been doing it for 15, 20, 30 years, whoever it is. Those individuals who deserve to be recognized for all of their attempts at trying to make a positive impact on students. Here's what you got to do. You can either go to our social media platform at Exhaust Educator, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and drop us a line there. Let us know who the person is that needs to be recognized and what it is that's so special about them and what it is that they do. Or you can hit us up down below if you're on YouTube, put it in the comments. And last but certainly not the least, the one that we're really excited about, we'd love to get some of your voices onto the show. Just dial up 302-492-5117, leave a voicemail recognizing the person. It's kind of like if you've been around for a while. Think back to like the 1980s and 1990s radio when you used to call up and be like, I want to talk about my girlfriend who's bought me this special stuffed animal. And this is a song that I want played on the radio for her. Kind of like that, but not really. All you got to do is just call up and say who the person is and why you think they should be recognized, and we'll pull it into the show so you can share it with them on an upcoming episode. We're excited about it. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, you can always catch us on YouTube, but we're also on any of the audio podcast platforms, the major ones that are out there, Amazon, Google, iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. Coming up next, you're going to hear from Jessica Moyer, who's an amazing person who makes such a positive impact on many people, including many educators. She wrote the book, Triumph Through the Tears. She does public speaking, but that's not all she's into. She really meets and works with people on an individual basis. She runs a gym, but it's a wellness and community where she builds a community where they have positivity uh, just flowing And I know people who've worked with her before, and she's made such an impact on them, including many educators who've worked with her, too. So this is a valuable experience for you to sit back and listen to her. She provides you some advice on how to work through the stress and just the hectic life of what it is to be an educator. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here's Jessica Moyer. Jess, it's so great to have you on. I really appreciate you giving us some of your time. I know you're busy, and I know from personal experience the impact that you have, the positive impact you have on people, people in my life personally, friends. Um, just really, really happy to have you on to share some things with our audience today. 
Uh, before we jump into all that, though, I want to ask you just a quick warm-up question. Here in Delaware, we are at the end of July, and it's kind of a bruising heat wave we're going through right now. What are you doing to stay cool these days? Well, first, thanks for having me on, Kyle. And I stay cool by hanging out with my family, my dogs, and drinking maybe a few limoncello martinis. <laughs> That'll do it, I guess. I'm pretty simple. <laughs> I haven't even been to the beach once. It's crazy. Wow. You know what? It, it, it's amazing when you live within striking distance of the beach. You know, some people are constantly able to go and then others, you know, in, in idea, it'd be great to go like every week. But, you yes. know, I think we've only been a few rare occasions so far, too. So, uh, like I said, just really thankful that you're, you're able to come on. Just you, you do so many positive things and you being able to jump in and share some of your perspective. And obviously it will relate to people who are in education, whether it be teachers and principals and paraprofessionals, but just overall, the struggle that teachers and, and paras and anyone in education has gone through, like many people, you know, dealing with the pandemic, but trying to figure out their way through, through the craziness we've been calling pandemic teaching in, in the last 16 months. I just think your, your insight will be really good for them. So I want to give you, before we roll into any of that education-related, just could you just share with the audience, you know, who you are and any information that you want to share uh, about your journey up to what you're doing these days and currently do? Sure. So I have the utmost appreciation for all educators. My brother is a teacher. Um, I have many teachers that come into my space at the Ice House, and I know it's been a real challenge. I've been through a lot of challenging journeys in my life starting um, at the young age of 25. My daughter was born nine weeks early, so we spent a month in the NICU. Um, then my husband was in the military, got deployed, um, didn't get deployed yet, but before he was deployed, we had a son diagnosed with a um, terminal disease, Stephen, and a lot, of, a lot of people that are local know my story. And so the worst part of my life was the, um, the, the life and death of my son was the biggest struggle I've ever been through and continue to work through as many of you experience grief. Um, but it also led me to the journey of where I'm at today. And I have three beautiful children. I worked in the fitness industry kind of as a healing aspect um, through the past 15 years. And recently within the last two to three years have opened my own wellness studio for women to really help any woman who is struggling with finding their own way, um, living a more healthy, purposeful life. And so I own the Ice House Wellness and Community and also a life coaching business. And this year have published two books. So very exciting times for me, but their journey leading up to today was a struggle. And I don't, I keep it real. I don't pretend I'm very open about my journey because I feel like that allows other people to share their journey, whatever it is that they're going through. So um, I'm I'm proud to say that I've walked through many fires and, and have survived, to say the least. So that's a little bit of my journey. Yeah. And, you know, I know just from talking with people who you, like I said, you've affected positively in my personal life. Um, your approach is a little bit different, I think, probably than than maybe your standard physical fitness center or gym where you'd go in and just fully concentrate on just working out and in uh, the physical aspect of it, but I know that you also um, really focus on the whole individual in general. Would you agree with that? 
Yeah, I've worked at many gyms in the area and they've all they're all phenomenal gyms. But what I found after working with so many women that it wasn't the physical aspect that most are struggling with. You can't fix the physical part until you really work on this and get to the root of the problems and deal with stress and anxiety and really whatever's going on in that person's life. And so that's why I take the approach of the holistic, the whole being um, versus just coming in and doing a hard workout, which is great but you leave and sometimes you're still dealing with those demons. And and that may be one of the the main things at least from what I've heard that that kind of sets you apart that you are you're very compassionate and you care about the people who come to visit you and you care about the people who work with you and um I know that that you're making an impact and actually uh quite a few of the people you've worked with and have worked with in the past are involved with education to an extent, uh, whether it be teachers or paraprofessionals or maybe administrators. And that's kind of where I want to go a little bit because, you know, your approach towards how you take care of yourself and uh, is, is something that can be beneficial for many, many people to hear, I think, moving forward. So right now, we're at late July, we're getting ready to you know, gear up for what we don't know will happen this year and what school is going to look like in our local area. But that's something, you know, beyond our local area, everyone is, is facing at this point. Stress is really at an all-time high. And I often say, you know, this is probably the toughest stretch in the history of education to try to teach and to try to work with students in whatever capacity that is. Do you have any suggestions on how anyone involved with education could uh, maybe minimize or kind of work through some of the stress that, that they have in their lives? Yeah, I have seen it over the past year and a half. I have such empathy for the teachers um, and the administrators because it has been a real challenge for, for everyone really involved. But trying to navigate and balance everything is really hard. And I hear it and I, you know, I hear it every day from the women that come in. I don't hear it from the men because I don't have many men that come in, (laughs) but I imagine they're struggling just the same. Um, But I feel like women deal with it a little different. So my advice would be to know that life is not going to be in balance. It's not going to be perfect. You can't please everyone. It's very important to create boundaries around whatever you're doing, but specifically with your time Um, as educators, many have families and are trying to, you know, work through just the daily life, you know, and then you add all the education pieces on top and that can be a real struggle. So something I really preach about is setting boundaries first and foremost, it's okay to say no. Um, in one of my meditation or yoga classes, we bow our head, you know, to stretch out our neck and then we nod. No, it's okay to say no. Um, or to say, let me think about it because I know so many women, especially want to please everyone, but it's not possible because in pleasing everyone else, you're sacrificing your own health and your own happiness. So practice the pause, say no, set boundaries for sure would be one big one. And that's a really, really poignant statement. I think that, that, um, will resonate with many listeners. That certainly resonates with me. That is something that I'm not a woman, but that's something I struggle with as, as a person who tries to be a yes person. You say yes too many times and, and you can really wear yourself down. So it just comes right out of your mouth. And then, (laughs) and then you have all the stress of like, how am I going to balance it all? So again, it's okay. And the more you set boundaries, the better you will get like anything else. Yeah, that's good advice. That's very good advice. Thanks, Jess. So you also touched on something that I wanted to go into. 
you know, time is always a huge factor for any, any profession you're in. The one thing I hear from um, everyone throughout, um, all the people in education, any position, is they just don't have enough time. And that's work-related, but also your job comes home with you, which is kind of rare in that, you know, you've got a lot to do beyond the school hours if you're going to be successful and if you're going to make the best impact on, on the students. So do you have any suggestions on, you know, how you can balance your life? And obviously, if you've got kids, that, that brings in a, a lot of different dynamics. And, but just in general, if, if anyone in education feels extremely busy, any ideas on how they can get a better balance in their life? Yeah, I see that so many, you know, so many times that there isn't enough time in the day to do everything and to be there for everyone else and still to take time for yourself. And so I would say you have to build a schedule. You have to be purposeful with your time. Um, One thing that we do is at the beginning of the week during the school year is, you know, we look at our, our week and talk about how we can manage everything thing and where we can still fit some fun because you really need to have something fun planned into your week especially all you teachers and educators you know you work so hard during the week it's okay to plan something fun to look forward to Um, and just you know you think of like when you go on vacation and a lot of people wait till last minute but you're still able to get everything done in order to go on vacation so it's how purposeful are you being with your time are you sitting on social media extra are you watching tv or netflix when you could be you know, getting other things done. And to me, it's just all about priorities and how you're going to spend your time because a lot of time is wasted and we don't even realize it. And so being very purposeful and intentional and, and setting a schedule for sure. Yeah, that's, that's great advice actually. And as someone who, you know, is rocking a, a, a dad bod, as my, I tell my kids, you know, I, I'm closer to a 24-pack than a six-pack. It is sometimes <laughs> tough to get in the workouts, and I really try to. Uh, but, you know, being able, there are points in my day that I can look at probably now that you're mentioning it and maybe scale some pieces away to try to make sure that we find time. I know my wife comes to visit you early, early in the morning, and that seems to work for her. Um, boy, I, I struggle to get up that early. I'm more of a, a, a workout late in the evening kind of thing. Me too. Yeah, I you struggle. Too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not a morning person. <laughs> but you have to force yourself to be if it's something that you want bad enough. It's about priorities. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good point, right? Like um, forcing yourself, even though it's uncomfortable, doesn't feel great, but you, you feel like, you know, you're going to get something from it in the end. I imagine is, is a good point. And I know you and your husband wake up at the crack of dawn to, to go in and help people bright and early on throughout yeah. the, throughout the week. So yeah, more Jay than me, but that's all right. <laughs> I have the next two early mornings. So it's, you know, when you love what you do, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> that's well put, you know, you're, you have, uh, you do a variety of different things, you know, public speaking and, um, you've got, uh, books and your your um, your story is really a powerful one of how you've worked through challenges in your life. And um, I wanted to give you a minute to ex- to kind of just talk about the your you have uh, one book already out, and we're going to have that uh, listed in the show notes. And another book that's going to come out, and we'll also uh, if we get the information of that, we'll try to provide that as well. Um, can you just take a few minutes and, and just talk about you know, some of the the pieces that you're doing working beyond. Um, your uh, wellness community. Yeah, thank you. 
First, I will say before, you know, I talk about that because I really want to talk about how I can help others, especially through all the craziness and it's okay to prioritize yourself. A lot of times we think that's not okay. Society has told us, you know, we should take care of everyone else first, but think about when you're sick or you're ill or you're not able to do things. How are you even able to take care of yourself, let alone others? And so that's why I preach this. Um, I lost my dad to pulmonary fibrosis and cancer when he was 60. And my dad was a doctor. And some of you may know this story, but he took care of everyone but himself. And so I'm very um, passionate about spreading that message that maybe if he had taken a little more time, you know, to take care of him, that he would still be here. And that's one of the reasons I am so passionate about it. I see so many people struggling because they're not taking care of themselves, whether it's poor eating or, or not moving, you know, you had mentioned exercise, you don't have to get into an hour class, just be purposeful with movement, get up every hour and move your body, you know, with purpose and, you know, lift some weights, do things that elevate your heart rate, get sleep, you know, avoid people that bring you down. There's so many ways to self-care that don't involve exercise necessarily. Um, so that's why I'm really passionate about that. But um, as far as what I do, my message is pretty clear that, you know, we're going to go through really tough times in life. It's not always going to be easy. We all have a cross to bear. So what can you do to take care of yourself and to really live into your purpose of, of what God gave us? And so that's really what I'm passionate about. And I hope to keep spreading that message. Well, wow, that's great. And your uh, is this are these things that you, you dive into in, in your your book? Yes, my book, Trying Through the Tears, it took me quite a long time to really write this book um, because it was really hard. You know, I soul searching and going through some really tough memories. It took me about a year. I wrote it through COVID. So that was one of the blessings. And I share my story. It's very personal. But then I talk about the techniques and the, the tools that really helped me to, um, to, to kind of find myself and to be able to help others. And I have this framework called the 5G framework. And it's through your five intrinsic gifts of gratitude generosity, growth, grit, and grace. And if you practice these tools every day in the smallest of ways, then you're able to have a stronger mindset and to live more purposefully. Uh, that's, that's well said. And I love what you mentioned about, you know, surrounding yourself with positive people. But if you, the, the more people who are positive that you can surround yourself with, number one, the more productive you're going to be in your life. But just generally speaking, I, I, what I've found is that um, when you surround yourself with positive people, life has real value and meaning and it can help you through some of the harder times too. So yeah, you I, need people that have light, not darkness. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a hundred percent on board with you, Jess. I really am. And you know, just to, just to finish up here, uh, thanks again for jumping on and, and your, your approach, I think, you know, is, is I think unique in, in your specific industry and in that you your so much of what happens in your life and your background experiences drive who you are moving forward. And I feel like that comes through one way or another from what I'm hearing from a lot of people who've, who've worked with you. Would you say that's, that's true? You kind of touched on that. Yeah, I hope so. I think what um, sets me apart is that I know, I know a little piece of some of something about each woman that comes in. It's very important to me to know their story, to know what they're struggling with, to know how I can best serve them. And so that's what I feel like kind of stands out that it's really is a community. It's not about competition. It's really about lifting one another up in, in the most positive ways. 
That's perfect. That's well said. And that's a, that's a, that's a good point for us to jump off there. And thanks again for for joining us and um, your messages. I really feel like you've given the audience a few things to think about. It uh, social media wise, can they just search for Ice House uh, on yeah, your Ice platform? House Wellness and Community or Jessica Smith Moyer or Purposeful Life and Wellness Coaching? Awesome. And again, we'll we'll help you out with the link and link below, uh, whether you're in YouTube or or the audio form, so you can click on to check out uh, the books available for her. Thanks again, Jess. Thanks, Kyle. Have a great day. So Jessica's pretty amazing, right? She does so many good things for people. And she's worked with educators and beyond in a variety of different ways. She's making an impact as a speaker, as a, someone who owns a gym, and some of the other pieces that she didn't even mention uh, in the interview. But she's also trying to make an impact by sharing pieces of her journey in her book, Triumph Through the Tears. You can hook up with that book in the show notes down below. I will tell you it's an affiliate link, so it doesn't cost you anything more, but if you use that link, we do get a a small percentage kickback on the show. If you're interested in other ways to support the show, which some of you have already asked, and we appreciate that, we're only going for free ways to support the show at this point. You can find out more free ways to to show your support for the show later on towards the end of this celebration. Party time! So in this edition of Party Time, I'm going to share with you how I nearly hit myself in the head with the end nozzle piece on a power washer. You might say, I was trying to clean up my act. No more gadgets! So, like many of you, it is a yearly occurrence where I have to pull this power washer out and wash a variety of things around the house and out through the yard and all of that. If you've got like a handy-dandy, heavy-duty power washer, this is probably not your problem. But for me, I've got a very low-budget thing, and I struggle with this startup every single year. This year was no different. So back at the beginning of the summer, I thought, all right, it's time to clean that fence. We got like the plastic vinyl fence, you know, spray it down. And although, you know, power washing can be very satisfying because you got something with grime and you spray it, and all of a sudden it comes off, that part's awesome. It takes forever. It's not my most enjoyable thing to do, but, you know, you got to do it, I guess. I got out the power washer this year. I ran the hose. I plugged it in. The ran the extension cords. All was good. And then, like it seems every year, because I struggle to get this thing going every year, I could not get anything to come out the end of this power washer. So after watching many, many YouTube videos, I finally figured out that, and this was genius on my part, I guess, you know, that little piece at the end that was covered with, like, rust, apparently from the year before, and watered, I don't know. Yeah, that was apparently the issue. But instead of replacing it, I thought, maybe if I just clean it up a little bit, right? Wash it off a little bit, it's gonna work. Pfft, not a problem. So what I did was I cranked up the power washer, I cleaned off that piece, and I put it on, and it was not working. Like, it was not working at all. Like, I had plenty of, the whole engine was running, but nothing was coming out the end. And then I made a mistake. Instead of just, you know, understanding that it wasn't working and I probably just need to scrap it and get a new piece, I kept trying, like, the trigger on the power washer. Kept pushing it and pushing it and pushing it. And I guess what happened was I was 
gaining more pressure inside the power washer, and it was not able to release. When I finally came to the conclusion that mm, probably got to replace that end piece and get a new one, I pulled down on the metal, and that piece went flying past my head by like an inch. If that sucker had hit me in the forehead, it would have left a huge goose egg. Luckily, I escaped injury. Luckily, because that thing not only had so much pressure to push it off on its own, because I didn't pull it, I just pulled this little metal clamp down, and that end piece shot out like a cannon. And it went probably 200 yards into the air, and I immediately became concerned. Thankfully, it didn't hit me, but I became concerned that it might go through somebody's window. If, who knows where that thing would go, right? So, in the end, it came down someone else's yard, and all was good. With the fair exception that, you know, I almost hit myself in the head with a power washer piece, which probably isn't great. <laughs> I don't always do the most intelligent things, especially when it comes to cleaning up around the house. So what does that have to do with education? Mm, Probably not a lot. But maybe this. Kind of going along with our similar theme from what our interview was, was about. You know, when you're you or also your students in the classroom have a lot of stuff just festering and building up inside of you, if you don't do something about it, you're going to burst. Now, you won't go flying through the air 200 feet into the air and land in your neighbor's yard. However, you know, it's going to come out in frustration and anger, and it's just not going to be a good situation. Take care of yourself, and students are also the same, right? We got to find creative ways to try to help our students in the classroom so that they don't build up all that pressure, and then they pop too. So many, many years ago, I learned that podcasts were a pretty cool thing. It wasn't education podcasts that I'd stumbled on. It was actually sports podcasts. And my life was so incredibly busy trying to, you know, be a father and balance teaching and everything. I was coaching at the time, all of it. The only way I could get like my sports fix was if I was doing something and listening to something at the same time. Other than that, That was pretty much it. So I went from being a sports junkie to pretty much not being able to fit sports and sports information in my life at all. And that's how I got started on podcasts. I don't know how you got started, but I'm glad you did. Then a few years ago, I noticed there was this other realm of podcasts I hadn't really gotten into and hadn't even thought about. It's education podcasts. And in the show notes down below, I'll leave you a list of like 90 different education podcasts. There's many, many of them for whatever you want to be interested in. Like, for example, I listen to Punk Rock Classrooms, which is just kind of, it's not about music in the classroom. It's these guys, uh, one uh, teacher and an administrator get together and they talk about different things about the class. And it's just kind of a different style. And I also listen to Casey Bell, who does Shake Up Learning uh, podcast about, you know, different Google things that I can apply, technology things. There's a lot of different things that are out there. You just need to find what you want. I hope it's this. If it's not, I hope you find something else that you want and something that can help you. It does not have to be education related. Sports, cooking, you know, mental health, social emotional uh, categories, anything. It's all out there. But there's one thing that's not out there. You, unless you already have a podcast. 
I would love for some of you to find your voice, right? Just like I have. If you're interested in starting a podcast, but you don't know where to start, I do not have all the answers. I'm fairly new to this too, but I've struggled for eight months now, right? And went through the growing pains pretty much on my own to try to figure out how to make all this work. And I learned a lot and I'm happy to share it with you. So if you're interested in starting a podcast, but you don't know where to start, shoot me an email. Contact Exhaust Educator. That's the email at gmail.com. It'll be in the show notes down below. Shoot me an email and I'll send you some stuff that will help you get started because it's an opportunity for you to get your voice out there. And you have a story, you should share it with others. Power of Pod. So to finish up, we wanted to share some of your comments that came in on some of our social media platforms at Exhaust Educator, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can always leave us notes and comments down below in YouTube in the comments section too. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget, voicemail. Send a, Give us a voicemail. Call us anytime you want. Leave a voicemail message, 302-492-5117. You can tell us how you're recharging your educational battery. But also, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, we'd love to hear who you would nominate that deserves a shout-out for all their hard work out there in education land. So call us, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. So here's what we got from you out there in education land. Nell and Marge had very similar comments. They both said they were taking care of themselves. Good for you. And Marge went a little bit further to say she's focusing on uh, physical and mental health this summer. So thank you for sharing, both of you. Rhonda says she's not looking at a Zoom screen. (laughs) which I totally understand. I get that. She's also reading some books, playing with the kids, and hitting the pool, which is also what Latoya is doing. She's going to the pool and taking in some beach days. Good for you. Lori says she's trying to do nothing school-related. Good for you, trying to recharge by taking a break. That's understandable. Uh, Kim is working out. And I've seen you out there, Kim, on your Instagram. I think it's barbells and books. You are pushing it hard. You might say, maybe you're trying to pump up for the school year. (laughs) Thanks for sharing to all of you. Appreciate it. Before we jump off, I want to remind you, you can support the show. We've actually had people who've contacted us about supporting the show. But we don't want financial support right now. We're just getting started. So here's what you can do. Subscribe whether it be on YouTube or on any of the audio podcast platforms, just subscribe. That's helpful. Gets us out to more people. Next, if you're interested in something that we put out, like uh, the book that we're sharing from Jessica, you can purchase that on Amazon through our affiliate link in YouTube down below. Um, We're also going to list those in the podcast show notes too. If you go through there, it gives us a very small support, and we appreciate that. It doesn't cost you anything. Really, we're not looking for you to spend any money right now um, to support us. We're just getting started. And last but not least, if you could share any episodes on social media, we'd really appreciate that. That would get us out there further too. Tell your friends, tell whoever, if you're interested. If not, no worries. We want to tell you, helping is hard. Take care of yourself so you can take care of them. In the meantime, we're just going to try to keep on keeping on and not be horrible. Thanks for stopping by. See you again soon. Party time! It's like, oh, 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 sirens are going off in my head!
we're going to try to just not be horrible. I'm watching you, exhausting entertainers. Always watching. Last Christmas. <laughs>We would like to thank Kevin McLeod for the use of his music in our intro, outro, and also the music used in our interviews. You can find his information in the show notes below.